0: From now on, in this podcast, I want you to call me Bondage Kitty.
1: Ew. <laughs> no. I think it would have been better with the ears. I'm setting a boundary, Adeline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Anyways, my new favorite thing to do is when you're out in public and someone asks you how your, how your day is, to be truthful. So if you're having a bad day, go, oh, my day's shit. Because they just, they get taken aback and then they're like, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Like, we're so accustomed mm-hmm. to everyone going, hi, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you, how are you? When in reality, we're all doing shit. <laughs> Tired of lying to these people. <laughs> the other day at the store... There's the little survey on the pin pad, and it was, like, one of the questions is, was your associate friendly or helpful today? And the guy was, like, I'm pressing nine, but I think she would be more friendly if she smiled more. And I was, like, (laughs) I think I was, like, smiling hurts my face. (laughs) And he laughed and left. So I was, like, okay. This is my mom. Her ashes are inside of this bear.
0: Hi, Amanda's mom. Nice to meet you. Firm handshake.
1: Yeah. Solid.
0: Reaching for us. From the grave. From the graves. I don't know where
1: her grave is because I lost her ashes. So I had a bad day. Take you one down. Sing a sad sad song song just to turn turn it around.
0: around. So because of the weird mood that I'm in, I just feel like putting in the beginning, me walking in a frame totally soaking wet and
1: just being like, you're such a weirdo. Can you press play on the, the phone?
0: You know, we could do it at the end, though. Mm. I could go... I could go drench myself.
1: Do you just want to stand in the shower and I'll just film you <laughs> in the shower? <laughs> You'd have to drive home oh, soaking no, no, wet, no. though. You should open it up and
0: be like... Like, hold this camera and just be like, So, Addie's, you know, not here for this episode. I'm just going to start with a little bit of an explanation of what's going on, and then you can hear out of, like... Down the hall, <laughs> in the shower, and you're like, what is, and you turn the camera around and walk towards
1: me, rip it back. <laughs> you're like, standing in your clothes, just yeah. sobbing in the shower. <laughs> I'd do it. I would do it for the <laughs> Let's do it. Do it. <laughs> oh,
0: it might be doing too much.
1: Alright, I'm Amanda. I'm Adeline. This is Life With Purpose Podcast, and today we're talking about... How I had a crap day. <laughs> no I mean bad days. We're gonna talk about coping with bad days. Coping with bad days. Coping mechanisms. Cope cop cop coping. What is that? Coping? co coping. Coping. C O P cop. Cope. i cop. have never heard of that. Coping?
0: So when you're when you're having a bad day you cope with it, you don't sit in the shower and cry?
1: I see what's going on now. <laughs> it's like, do you not know the fucking word coping? I'm failing at making a joke. Did you press record on this? I did press record. I'm gonna check.
0: <laughs> You're so kind, Mandy. You're spelling it. You were looking at me funny, but still.
1: <laughs> I, I thought you were saying i thought you were saying that i was like saying it wrong like i thought you were saying no i was pretending like i didn't hear that word oh just trying to be funny you are funny yeah. i'm just sometimes the jokes go over my head oh man we both it hasn't just been like a bad day it's been a rough january. week a rough january we're only we're only <laughs> a couple weeks, in. weeks into it I mean, I got paid today. That was cool.
0: Yeah, that's nice.
1: <laughs> I feel like a lot of people go through growing pains, like, at the beginning of the year. And then everybody's like, new year, new me. And then we put all this pressure on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then it just it's just causation for just a bad week. Um, you've had a lot of stressful things going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just moved at the beginning of the year. I'm gearing up to start a new semester of school. I left my job, one of my jobs. Um, and not to mention, I mean, just like everybody, crazy things happen in our personal lives. So, yeah, there's just a lot of changes.
1: Yeah, my personal life is a little hectic right now. I'm going through, like, some growing pains with people that I really care about. And then, um, I have six weddings this year. Four of which that I am, like, moderately to heavily involved in. Mm -hmm not including my own, and I think I'm traveling 8 out of the 12 months, so. Well, at least
0: through all the craziness of life, traveling might be able to break up the monotony. Monotony. Yeah, and bring you some joy or at least change of pace to kind of help keep a handle on all the stress in your Mm -hmm. world right now. I feel like I need a little bit more of that.
1: Yeah. I feel like I go through, like, years where, like, I'll have a concert year or a travel year because they seem to be the same price. <laughs> last stress. year last year was a concert year for sure. Mm-hmm. I think this year is a travel year. Um, but I don't know. I guess it gives me something to look forward to. Yeah, life is just, like, generally stressful. And when we have bad days, we have the option to either sit down and figure out why it's having a, we're having a bad day and see if we can, like, turn it around or... If we just work through the bad day or if we just let it be a bad day. Sometimes, like, sometimes you just want to have a bad day and that's okay. It's like listening to sad
0: music to make you sadder.
1: hmm In the meantime... Glitch, glitch, glitch. I'm going to add a link tree to our bios, I think, and I'm going to put in a couple playlists. But I do have, since you mentioned listening to music, I do have a playlist that starts out sad and progressively gets happier. And that is one of my favorite methods to take a bad day. And turn it into something good. You just, you listen to the sad music and you work through it, and then by the end of the day, you're like, I'm in a really good mood.
0: Anyways, music as a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. is a really powerful tool. I think you can use it in a bad way or a good way,
1: but sometimes you just wanna feel sad and that's okay. Sometimes you just wanna fucking cry. When you really, really need to cry, what is your go to movie? Hmm. The Notebook? Really? ...is one of them. Adeline. What? That is single-handedly the worst movie. Are you kidding me? I think it's... Little Miss teaching Amanda about boundaries. (laughs) Let's talk about the fact that Noah
0: stalked her via letter.
1: Yes. She cheated on her fiancé... And strung him along. There are no boundaries in that relationship whatsoever. No wonder she forgets everything at the end because it was fucking nuts. It's when they
0: die together holding hands that I cry. I don't cry at any point before that. But then when they die together holding hands, I'm just like, man,
1: sometimes that... the movie is so toxic. I'm ashamed for you. It's, what do you call it, a secret <laughs> pleasure hidden... Oh, um, yeah, uh, masturbation <laughs> no, it's your um
0: you know, yeah. yeah,
1: your thing that you do that
0: nobody likes <laughs> anyways, I need you to look it up now because I need to know <laughs> what is it the, what am I looking up? your uh crowd control your hidden hey. guilty pleasure, guilty pleasure, thank you, it is your guilty pleasure. the notebook is definitely my guilty pleasure. I also, I cannot finish the movie I Am Legend because I saw it once as a kid and I sobbed. I did sob at I Am Legend. So I cannot, I can't get through that movie. I, mm. I, I cannot get to
1: that part. I turned off. Mine is The Land Before Time. <gasps> Can we watch that? Yeah. When we watch Hercules. Oh <laughs> fuck. <laughs> You're like, man, I thought you forgot. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> um, so,
0: So, aside from music, let's talk about... Healthy coping
1: mechanisms. Healthy? What is that? Healthy? You haven't heard of? You mean it's not okay to just get in my car and listen to the song you played at my mother's funeral on repeat?
0: (laughs) (laughs) This resonates with me because I do the same thing but with my padre.
1: (laughs) Dead parents club! Don't leave me hanging.
0: Oh, I was processing of whether or not we
1: were going to do, like, a backwards. Oh, we (laughs) can Don't forget at some point we will have Dead Parents Club merch readily available. Do you know what I thought would also be good merch? Uh-huh. If we got like a necklace or a bracelet that's that had like five detachable spoons on it and like throughout the day <gasps> you could if you like start to run out of spoons, you could take your spoons off physically.
0: We're going to be millionaires.
1: Wouldn't that be cool? Yes. Then people could physically see if you're out of spoons, if your necklace is empty. You're like, bitch, I'm out of spoons. Can't you well, see? Well, how
0: would you know that it's spoonless if there's no spoons? Well,
1: if they always see you in a spoon necklace and suddenly your spoon necklace has no spoons, they're going to be like, what happened to your spoons? Well, we
0: got to sell replaceable knives to clip on, <laughs> too.
1: <laughs> I'm out of spoons. I will cut you. <laughs> so, um, bad day. What are, what are your favorite coping mechan- like? You just, like, literally had a day from hell, and you get four hours to yourself. What are you doing with your time? Severely disassociating.
0: I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Um, what am I doing with my time? I think I go home, and I listen to good music. Mm-hmm. I force myself to get in the shower, even if I don't feel like it. hmm Simply getting warm, drinking a liter or two of water... Wrapping myself up in clean clothes Mm -hmm. and my favorite blanket
1: can make all the difference in the world to me recharging at night. So I was telling my friend yesterday that, um, so we use an app called Marco Polo and we talk literally every day. And I was telling her yesterday, I feel right now that I'm about to enter a season of depression. Like I, I can feel it coming on. And I think one is just the emotionally exhausting things that... I've been through this week, and we did we we took our little getaway, mm-hmm. and that was a good little reset. Yeah, but I think I just know I have so much coming up that my body is like trying to like protect itself and like shut down, and I cannot let that happen right now.
0: Well, your body will shut down without your permission if you don't mm-hmm. slow
1: down and take breaks on your terms. Mm-hmm. So I was telling her I kind of have to, when, when I feel that coming on, I either, you either let it run its course or if you're like me, I have four major projects that I'm constantly working on and I work two jobs and I, I don't have time to go through a season of depression. (laughs) I feel like sometimes I don't have, I don't have the time or the capacity to go through a season of depression. So I was telling her I have to make sure that I am proactive and do the, self-her- self-her- well, the, <laughs> se- the self-care things so that maybe I can avoid that season of depression. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Usually that means like sitting down and making a list. I get overwhelmed because I know I have X amount of things to do for four different projects mm-hmm. and I just need to organize my thoughts but I told her like, I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to take the dog. I'm, I'm going to take the dog. I'm watching on a walk and then I'm going to make a list and go run all of my errands. And then I know I have filming in the afternoon. And so I just kind of go through my list. And then at the end of the night, that means, you know, taking, like you said, taking a hot bath, making sure I'm hydrated, getting a good meal in and just trying to like, contain the chaos before it gets you
0: yeah i mean i think that's a really important part is being self-aware and doing what you can to prevent yourself starting in a downward spiral those bad days when they start to come more often is when the way you address them needs to change Mm -hmm. rather than just coping With the bad days, I believe it gets to a point where you need to start removing stressors in your life or managing them differently. Mm -hmm. That's where you go back to figuring out the why Mm -hmm. of the bad days. Otherwise, you can't address it.
1: Yeah. I have also found that I need, I think everybody needs their one thing. And for me, that one thing is exercise. Um, and I know we talked about this, like in the eating disorder episode, there was a point in time where I was doing it in a really unhealthy way, but I'm learning now as I'm getting back into the gym and doing it a healthy way this time around or as healthy as I can be. I don't like days where I don't exercise. And part of that is the eating disorder component. Sure. But it just makes me feel better. And last year I had started doing yoga and I, for some reason, had to take it out of my schedule, but I'm finding myself craving it. And it was like, you talked about wanting to meditate. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm one of those people, I, I just can't get my brain to shut off, no matter what. But when I was going to yoga, I found myself focusing more... I was engaged enough that I was focused on the yoga and not all of the other problems in my life. That's what meditation
0: is, though, is mm-hmm. being present in the moment. It's not making your mind go blank. It's allowing the thoughts
1: to pass through without any of them catching and building up. I think for me, I I need to to just replace the thoughts. They And they actually, they say that this is not a health, healthy coping me- mechanism. Or, like, if you're the kind of person who listens to music to get your brain to turn off, you're just replacing... You're replacing the noise pretty much. and But I, I don't think that just making your brain be silent works for everybody. I think for some people it's just mm-hmm. not possible.
0: When I lived in the woods in Arizona uh, year, a year ago, I was having these you get really, really intense, vivid dreams. They start to become almost frightening in their depth and realisticness. Even if the concept of it isn't frightening, it's they're unfathomably real. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the air or the trees or just the nature. I have no idea what it is, but this is something that I have heard that happens. I have experienced it, and I started to have these reoccurring nightmares about this scene from a TV show, or I think it was a movie. I can't quite remember what it was because I done a good job at replacing those thoughts but I talked to somebody that I trusted that I was living with out there and I was like I just keep like I can't like stop thinking about it like all of a sudden I'll just be thinking about it it just makes me sick to my stomach because it was just a really disturbing like movie scene and I prefer to avoid those because I get caught in them and she told me every time that you that thought just pops into your head uninvited take a look around you and, and think of something immediately that's beautiful and then I tried that, and I was like, "Well, it's not really working." Because then I keep thinking about it. And she was like, "No, no, no." She was like, "If you can think about the beauty of the area that you're in louder than those thoughts, you're mm-hmm. going to train your brain not to go back there." And it's been a year, and I can't
1: even remember the scene of the movie. Interesting. They, I heard about this, um, this practice that is similar. Um, they they use it for kids who are prone to panic attacks. And what'll happen is like, they'll start to panic and you say, okay, pick something that's blue. So in this room we just go and they just have to start naming everything. That's blue, blue t-shirt, blue blanket, blue notice on the door, blue hat on the wall, blue hand sanitizer and like just everything. And then like it slowly pulls your mind away from that panic. And then next thing you know, you're just noticing everything that's blue. And it kind of, you can kind of like pull yourself out of that panic.
0: It's the same thing that yoga does is it takes you out of this cycle of negativity in your mind or panic or whatever it is and puts you in the present moment and makes you focus on something logical. I have recently started this coping mechanism where I just go walk and I count when I'm driving, I count the street lights that I pass. When I'm walking on, on a sidewalk, I count the sidewalk cracks. And I have to start over constantly because I lose track or I start to think about something else. But it puts my brain in such a grounded, logical place mm-hmm.
1: that I can start to regulate the buildup of a bad day or a series of bad days. That's why I really was getting to enjoy yoga. One thing that I like to go do regularly is uh to go get um like a massage. And especially my back, I carry so much weight in my back. And but while i'm laying there i'm still thinking about my problems or my to-do list or you know things that i'm excited about or i just i cannot get my brain to shut off and then i'll try and reground myself and try and focus and be like okay you only have so much time like this is like scheduled relaxation and you're thinking about your fucking to-do list like shut up and i cannot do it but when i started taking yoga I realized that I was focusing on, I'm really bad at the breath thing where they're like, breathe in, breathe out. No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'll breathe however I need to breathe, honestly. <laughs> but I am like, okay, am I am I going to topple over or are my muscles doing the thing that they're supposed to do? So, but yeah, I, I was really focused on like my practice and what I was doing and how I was doing it, that for the first time I could get my brain to shut off. The other time I can get my brain to shut off is, um, I started doing this thing. When I'm upset, I will go to the gym and I will run until I'm not angry anymore. I've done that too in the past and I've managed to run, um, a seven minute mile because I was so angry and sometimes, yeah. And I remember one time I was at the gym and this lady looks over and she's like, you're, you've been running for an hour. And I was like, I'm still annoyed. (laughs) You, th- you think your body can't do these things, but your body can do these things. Yeah. So when I'm upset, I'll go to the gym and I'll run until I'm not. I'm not upset anymore, and it's the only time I've ever gotten my brain to truly shut off because I'm rough. just focusing on getting that negative energy out. Yeah, it's wild.
0: I don't recall what made me so angry at the time that I was thinking of, but there was this time, freshman year of college, um, that I went to the gym. In the, on campus, immediately after class. I think I was, I might have been in jeans. And I just ran. And I was so furious at something. I was so... There was no other way that I could get that out. Sometimes, I mean, crying is important. Your your body needs physical releases for the psychological weights that it carries. Mm -hmm. Running, crying... Um, I don't know if you've heard about the six-second hugs, Mm -hmm. six-second hugs release, um, what is it, is it oxytocin, dopamine, Mm -hmm. oxytocin? Oxytocin. Uh Uh-huh, yes. We need physical outlets for our bad days. Mm -hmm. So while, you know, getting in the bath and cuddling up with a nice blanket might feel great, that energy is still stored in our body somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: The other thing, some sometimes what you have to do though, especially like if you're not in a relationship or like you live alone or you just don't um, speak to people frequently or like you don't um, interact with people or like in my own relationship, Josh is not an overtly affectionate person. And that was really hard for me because growing up, I what's ironic is that I'm not a hugger. I don't I don't really enjoy like hugging my friends or Mm -hmm. relatives, but when I was younger, every time I was upset, I got a hug from my dad and there was just something about hugging my dad that made me feel so safe. And I, it's interesting because I have found that I really need that in a partner, but now I have a partner who is not overly affectionate and who doesn't really understand why I might need that. And so I've had to find other ways to get that oxytocin and my best suggestion is a weighted blanket.
0: I just threw away a weighted blanket that I had for forever, but it was in this box in my garage in my old house and mice pooped all over it. Oh no. And I just was like, I could put the cover back on. I just don't think that I,
1: it's like the puke hot tub. There's no, I can't mentally get around that. (laughs) (laughs) For context, we got in a hot tub this weekend and realized, we had been sitting in it for a while and looked over and realized that there was probably puke in the water.
0: And I I tried to mentally be like, no, it's not puke. And then it just, the more we looked at it, there's just no other explanation. the, The owner
1: of the hot tub was like, oh, it was mineral buildup. And I, we just. I'd like to believe that.
0: I really, I would.
1: Yeah. Anyways, so um, weighted blanket. Weighted blanket is the way to go. Uh-huh. Um, but also finding a good support system. And we talked yeah. about this in the friendship episode. Being around people who fill your cup. And like like I said, Josh is not an overtly affectionate person. But I have found, um, we've kind of discovered that When I get really down or really depressed or really, really overwhelmed, I stop brushing my hair. I don't... I'm not really sure why, but that's... that's, like, the first thing that goes. Well,
0: I have had some experiences with similar things, too, and I heard from a mental health professional that the reason why uh, hygiene goes when people start to feel down is because oftentimes when the when everything is out of our control especially as young adults or kids that is the one thing you have control over yeah it's it is a coping mechanism and for me um i had a trouble i had i had a trouble i had challenges with it was taking off my mascara i could Take off everything, like all the makeup on my face, but taking off my mascara for some reason. And I traced that all the way back to, you know, when that started being some weird challenge for me when I felt down. And I realized in a world of things I couldn't control, that was something I could choose not to do. And I would gain some control over something. Mm-hmm. Especially as a kid and you don't have a lot of uh, ana- anatomy. Body, not bodily a- autonomy autonomy you don't have a lot of autonomy over your you know your body where you go where you're living what's happening in your life i mean
1: you go to school whether you like it or not you go where your parents you know all these things we don't have a lot of control mm-hmm. right so we we kind of sat down and talked about it and he was like you know what what can i do to help you get through this or like how can we like figure out because i was coming home with like or I'd be on, like, day four of a messy bun. It literally hadn't been touched, and I would take my hair down, and it would be knotted on the top of my head. And I would just cry because, I I couldn't take care of my hair. And I was like, you know what you could do for me? You could help me brush my hair. And now, even on days where I don't necessarily need the help, he's he offers, can I brush your hair for you? And that's that has been one of the nice, nicest things I've ever experienced was someone to brush my hair for me. And I think you can you can use it as a metaphor too when you start to go through hard things, find someone who will brush your hair. Um I think also we've we've said this before. You have become one of those friends for me. When I'm really really struggling or anxious or feeling insecure, mm-hmm. you've become the friend that I reach out to because I know that one, you'll tell me that if you you'll tell me if you don't have room in your cup mm-hmm. for me to put water in, um, but two, I I never feel drained by your advice. I always I feel better walking away than I did walking in, and so you have to, if you want to get through bad days, you have to listen to the friendship episode, and find people who <laughs> give mm-hmm. you spoons, who fill your cup, who brush your hair, who don't bring out the knives hmm
0: That just... I mean, a support system makes or breaks a person's resolve. There was this statistic that I included in a paper that I wrote about adverse childhood experiences and the link to poverty cycles and, strangely, the correlation between big pharma and mental health problems. That one is a little easier to link back to adverse childhood experiences. But, anyways... Um, A statistic that I came across was when a child goes through an adverse experience, a Mm -hmm. traumatic experience, it takes one, one trusted adult to change the course of that that child's life. It takes one trusted adult to sway whether or not that child will go on to be what society... Calls successful, Mm
1: -hmm. functioning. It's interesting you say that because now that I think about it, I've said before, I, I grew up with a guardian who did not treat me well and was emotionally abusive and sometimes physically abusive. And my dad often interacted with this person. And whenever I told him that I had been hurt emotionally or physically, or I felt like I wasn't safe. My dad stepped in for me no matter what. And there were times where I was absolutely wrong. And he went to bat for me anyways. And then he would pull me aside and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up for you because I know that you, you need that safe feeling. But here's the other side of that coin. And here's how you can be wrong. And I think that really changed a lot for me. Wow. I think had I not had that support... I would be in a much different place now. And that's not to, like... I, I have a stepmom as well who... She's just my mom. But um, that's not to say that she didn't do anything either. She was yeah. absolutely always there for me too. But this relative, my dad, really went to bat for me for. And I think had he not done that, I I wouldn't have survived mentally, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, as a, as a child, you need... A safe person, and as an adult having a bad day, you need safe people. You mm-hmm. have to have a safety net of people that you can rely on to be a sounding board, or to validate your feelings, or to simply hold space. I think sometimes, like some things we touched on in the friendship episode. Sometimes people don't have the spoons. It's a lot easier to ask someone to hold space for you while you self-regulate than it is to put that onto somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think having a safety net and util- utilizing that in a healthy
1: way, mm-hmm. there comes that piece of like holding space. <laughs> Another component to that is, so I again, I have a friend that I Marco Polo all the time. And there are times where, My commute to and from work is an hour, and if I've had a bad day or I'm in a bad headspace or I'm just battling with a problem, I'll hop on Marco Polo and I'll preface preface this and I'll say, I don't actually need you to reply to any of this. I just need to blabber this information into the void. I just need... A sounding board, pretty much. You don't have to reply to it. You don't even have to really listen to it. You can skip forward. I just need somewhere to put this information so that I'm not hanging on to it. And that's something that we've done back and forth for each other. Um, There was one night she got on there and she was like, I don't even know if I'm making sense, but I just really need to cry. And she just cried. And having. Having someone you can do that with I think is really important too, that they don't necessarily need to have all the pieces or it doesn't need to make sense. They don't need to reply, but just having somewhere where you can put that information. Yeah. We talked about this earlier because someone we know likes to use Twitter as their sounding board. And we talked about how that's that's different because you're putting it out there for the whole world to see. It's technically a public forum.
0: Yeah, it's certainly not a void, but Marco Polo to one individual that's safe for you to do that with. Mm -hmm. I would say that's some, that is like letting it go to the wind. For me, my version of that is burning things. (laughs) I like to, I have burned shirts. I have burned photos. I've burned letters. Mm -hmm. I also, during my time living in the woods, I realized that just going out into nature where people can't hear me but the trees and the wind and the sun and the sky and the grass and the rocks, whatever. they, the, Nature can hear me. Has been an incredible place for me to let that go. I also, I just love to sing so much for fun. Mm-hmm. And I find that singing about all of that stuff is a great way for
1: me to like physically let that go and to mm-hmm. get it out. And so... That just reminded me of like that scene in Buddy the Elf where he meets his dad, and he's like, and I'm singing, and you're my dad, and I'm here in New York. Sometimes that's what it sounds like. And I'm
0: sad, and I'm in the woods, and I'm now I'm naked.
1: <laughs> you just made it weird. <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm actually referring to a literal experience, but yeah, out of context, that sounds really odd. So I'm going to redo that. And I'm singing, and I'm dressed,
1: and I'm in the woods. Yeah, um, I think going back to kind of where we started, though, I think everyone needs everyone needs their one thing. Um, Josh really likes coloring. I found, or another thing he does is he likes he likes where he can pick at things, uh-huh. and so for Christmas I got him this like little cleaning kit where you can pick at all the crevices in your phone or your earbuds and you can get all that crap out of there. And for some reason it really relaxes him. But if I come home and he's got that kit out, I know he, he needs space. Or if he's got the coloring book out, I know he's anxious and he's just trying to get his, his energy out somewhere. But I think it's really interesting because he didn't really do stuff like that before we met. He didn't really, he just had this like pent up frustration and energy and I just imagine like scribbles in his brain and now it's it's been kind of cool to see him pick his one thing so I guess when it's all said and done
0: when you have a bad day find your one thing find first of all figure out why you're having that bad day Mm -hmm. and then figure out a healthy way to address it do you need to cope Or do you need to work through it? Mm -hmm. And sometimes there are problems in life that there's, there's nothing we can do to problem solve them. And so it is as simple as getting through the next, getting through Mm -hmm. to the next day when you've slept and you've had a couple more meals and you've had time and you're a little more regulated and
1: equipped to deal with things. Or they say, they say there's a, uh, there's a small checklist. Have you taken your meds? Have you had a glass of water? Have you had a small snack? Mm-hmm. And then, do you need to sleep? And you go through this, like, small checklist. And usually, I feel like we should make, like, a cool, like, I don't know. There's some sort of merch that's, like, <laughs> my my brain is always thinking merch. But, there like, there's some sort of something that's, like, ready there, like a bracelet or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I go through that checklist. Have I taken my meds? Sometimes the answer is no. A lot of times the answer is no. <laughs> have I had water? Have I eaten? Do I need a nap? And then Mm -hmm. I'll go and sleep for an hour. And then usually when I wake up, I'll start like my checklist. And like the other really good thing to do when you're, when you're feeling down is to do what I call a brain dump. I'm sure I'm not the only one who calls it that brain dump, get a notebook. Do I have a to-do list that is like taking up space in my brain? Did something happen at work? And it's really frustrating. Literally just take your pen and start writing it or if you don't like writing, type it. Get on your yeah. computer and type it into, like, a Google Doc. And, like, just everything that's on your mind, set a timer for 15 minutes and just, it's like word vomit for your brain.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a really helpful way to process things, too. Mm-hmm. I and mean, just to get it out, to put it somewhere so you're not just holding things so much. Mm-hmm. Whatever whatever your thing is, it's important to have one.
1: Mm-hmm. i guess that's all we have for today (laughs) i know we both just went blank
0: i was thinking of something that i
1: wanted to add to that but i just i don't know i think it's also important to recognize that sometimes you don't always need to know the why sometimes you just kind of have to have a bad day and that's a part of the human experience bad days happen sometimes we're bitches for no reason that's kind of how it goes can't really am wonderful. <laughs> right. <laughs> Short.
0: I am perfect. I'm perfect so- fucking perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's like it's just okay to have a bad day. hmm And then
0: you just have to cope with it and get up and have a new one the next
1: day. hmm Try again the next The most day.
0: important thing is that no one's ever
1: alone in their bad days. I was going to say earlier when we were talking about having a support group, find find the people who brush your hair. What's really cool about living in 2023 is that even if you don't have a support group at home, if you have a shitty family, if you don't have friends, you can find them. You can hop on Reddit and find a support group for literally anything. Mm -hmm. If those are the kind of relationships that fill your cup, do it. If that's all you have access to, do it because life is so miserable without the people who brush your hair. So now we can put that on a t-shirt. Find the people who brush your hair. Yeah, I like that actually. Mm-hmm. There's good merch there. Did you just come up with that today?
0: Um, find the people who brush your hair.
1: Kind of, yeah. Mm. Yeah,
0: Mandy, the bad day's genius. The bad day's genius. As you hopefully will not see.
1: Let We're me tell you, in real time. let me tell you before we go, one of the worst days I ever had, I get home and at the time I'm living with my roommate and my two dogs and I get home and roommate says, Lucas is sick and he shit on the floor. So I'm like, okay. So I, I start cleaning up the shit on the floor and while I'm cleaning up said shit, I turn around and call is now also sick and shitting on the floor. Oof. So I finish and then I start on Colin's pile and then Lucas has shit again and <laughs> Colin has shit again and then Lucas has shit again and there I'm just cleaning up shit. It's so much shit. How many times can I say shit in a fucking sentence? <laughs> and Oof. I throw down the rag and at the top of my lungs I just scream, STOP FUCKING SHITTING! <laughs> And then I start sobbing oh, and I take both of my dog. I live in an apartment. This is the rudest thing I've ever done. Take both of my dogs and shove them out the front door. Just out the front door. And I was like, go shit somewhere else. I don't care where you go. Stop doing it in the house. They're not on leashes. The neighbors probably think I'm crazy. I just let my dogs loose and I'm sobbing, cleaning up shit. My roommate kind of like peeks his head around the corner and he's like, you good? And I was like, no, and he goes okay, and goes back into his bedroom. <laughs> We're still friends, by the way. He's one of our groomsmen. <laughs> Great friend. <laughs> Finish cleaning up the shit, and I open the front door, and both dogs are just sitting there staring at me. <laughs> I just start. I'm. I'm still crying, and I. I was like, I'm so sorry. That was so rude. And I like feed him some oats, and we go to bed. <laughs> and I was like. That was a bad day.
0: Moral of the episode. Stop shitting. (laughs) I was going to say, find the people who brush your hair and put the dogs that shit all over your life out the front door.
1: (laughs) Just stick them on the front porch. (laughs) See where they go. Sometimes they'll wait for you.
0: Maybe they'll brush your hair later.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, uh, I don't think I have anything productive to add. (laughs) All I want to
0: add is if... You're listening or you're watching. If you're having a bad day, we hope that getting through this might have at least made you feel less alone or given you a couple of tools to get started on coping a little better.
1: Remember, you can always email us at lifewithpurposepod at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Instagram Mm -hmm. and on YouTube. And all of our links are posted in the show notes. So thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next time.